31 of Middle of the Road, the podcast. This week, we are flashing back to 1999 for Stanley Kubrick's final film, Eyes Wide Shut. Speaking of flashing. (laughs) This movie (laughs) was chosen by myself. I... I don't know what for obvious wanna... reasons. I want. I want. <laughs> I don't know what to call his. It's not his later period, but it, there's definitely like a divide in his movies from around. I don't think I've seen anything pre Strange Love, but I'm a huge fan of everything from there on forward. What did wait? What did he do before Strange Love? We're talking about Kubrick, right? Yeah. Um. He did a number of films. I think path path what is it paths wages of fear or no paths paths of glory, I believe was his biggest movie pre Strange Love, but then Strange Love, then he ran off two thousand one, Clockwork Orange, Shining, which Shining, I've never seen, Barry I've never Lyndon, seen Clockwork Orange, Full Metal Jacket, and this, and um, yeah, he is. Widely considered by many to be the greatest director of all time, and uh, I think you can make a good argument for that just based on those movies I just listed. I make the opposite argument. Um, I I don't know when I first saw Eyes Wide Shut. I think I saw it pretty soon after it came out. I did not see it in theaters. It is a movie that I always was mesmerized and appreciated, and every time I see it, I grow to like it even more and more i mentioned when we were telling you to watch this last week that i think this movie's a masterpiece i still stand by that i don't know what i would possibly change in this movie but i don't think uh, i'm gonna be on an island there uh for this one this week so i'm gonna let everybody else get going and then i can just start defending the movie probably so yeah who wants to go first uh, I guess I'll just start by saying that in the past year, I have you to thank for three of my least favorite movies of all time. <laughs> <laughs> this would be one of them. Uh, it starts... To be fair, I gave you The Water Boy. So oh no, that's probably just... better than the other ones, but that's pretty low down there. Whoa. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's this, Synecdoche, and Babe Pig in the City. <laughs> although watching this movie i was like dear god if i could stop watching this i will go finish babe pig in the city just to stop watching this because at least that has dogs and pigs and (laughs) well this has pigs too just different kinds um but yeah the movie starts with nicole getting undressed before a party for some reason instead of doing the opposite which is usually what you do during before a party and that's pretty much what you can expect for the rest of the movie. Just a lot of naked women. A lot of Tom Cruise doing bad things because his wife had a fantasy and never gets in trouble for any of it. But all the women around him get like punished. So yeah, nice male fantasy we got going on. It would, it's, I totally see what you're saying. But I feel like the movie, the movie feels so... Long. It's so, yes, but it's so <laughs> critical of that. You're right, it doesn't punish him. Which feels unfair, especially with what happens to like Domino and um, Mandy, who's the uh, prostitute who dies. And um, but it feels so ahead of its time for how 
how it's critical of the way he's acting. Like, I don't think you're supposed to be on his side at all through all of this. Um, but you are, like, right in his shoes the whole time, which what makes it really interesting and so compelling, I think, is... No, I was in the shoes the... of the person next to him constantly judging everything he does. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, just watching this movie, I'm not at all surprised that Kubrick did Lolita. I haven't seen that movie, but just someone who actually wants to yeah. adapt that movie. It's like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I have he, not he, seen his, I read his the book. I'm not one of those people. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. If you think Lolita is a masterpiece, you need to go to a psychologist. <laughs> Lauren, for those of us who are uh, less cultured, can you explain Lolita? Uh, like a 12-year-old girl. It's a fantasy about, like, I think she's the one who kind of, like, it's supposed to be, I don't even remember. I think I'm blocking it out, but... She's like the one who it's you know that case going around right now where the judge is like that guy he's not in trouble because the child was like pursuing him, it's that, <laughs> yeah. So it's like Lily Sobieski's sixteen in this movie. I hate that part of the movie because Tom Cruise doesn't call the cops about child abuse in her being pimped out. Like I hate him so I mean, much. A good a good call, but when he left there, he seemed pretty. It seemed pretty sure of that his dad was her dad was actually going to take care of that. And no, I'm talking is, about when he, he goes back. He should when have he done, finds yeah. out when he so, goes back and finds out that the dad oh, is now when her he goes pimp. Back, I see. You're right. I can see that argument for sure. I would um, hope you can see John. that, or else never have children. <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys want kids, but just don't anyway. <laughs> oh, just one last thing: boobs. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> so many boobs. Uh, I went into this movie, you know, like I'm, I, and I know this is kind of petty, but I do not like long movies. I just, unless you are incredibly entertaining the whole way through. Well, guess you, what? My later '99 pick, Magnolia, the other Tom Cruise oh, amazing no. feature, is over three hours. Why long. are you doing this? I'm gonna skip Why that do you one. Hate us? I'll just skip that one. <laughs> Calling sick or something. Amy likes this movie. Loves this movie. Just throwing that out there. Well, Amy is wrong in this case. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Amy. So this, when I was watching it, I was kind of like, the acting's fine. The story is okay. But I kept like looking for this big thing that would just be like, oh, this is why everyone loves it. Like, there are so many people that love this movie. And I just, Oops. I really couldn't find it. And I was, and I was thinking, I was thinking about like what to say about this movie <laughs> when, after I, after I was, after I was done with it, which, I mean, I watched it throughout a day. Like I had to, you know, take time to watch it. I think the best, the best way I can talk about this is about halfway through the movie, I had to go take both of my cats to, um, like, the vet just for, like, their checkup. They're both fine. We didn't ask for dog people. <laughs> when, I, when my alarm went off and I had to pause the movie, my first thought was, thank God, I have a break. I get to take a break. <laughs> so that kind of, like, I didn't really think about it until after I finished the movie. I was like, if I was really that excited to, like, stand with my cats in crates yelling at me for an hour. I was looking more, I was looking forward to that to get away from this movie. I don't. Yeah. I did not like this movie at all, man. Like it is. Oh God. So long and meandering. Like maybe if this movie was an hour and a half, I'd be okay with yeah, it. Yeah. You could but, cut out uh, like a lot of the first hour. I feel like. 
Well, and like the long shots, there are so many fucking long shots. It's ridiculous. Like that 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 moment when he comes in and he sees the mask on his bed. <laughs> that's like almost a full minute of just him going back and looking at this mask. It's like I get it. It's there. It's scary. Not only that, but we had to have an establishing shot before that scene where we see the mask there. Yeah, it's like, uh, in case you missed it, like, my God. Gotta build anticipation. But to be fair, I was looking at my phone a lot, (laughs) so when I kept looking back up, I'd be like, oh, cool, I didn't miss anything. Sweet. And then I would just, like, read a text or something. God, it... I I find it interesting that... Oh, I don't. You can you can hate everything yeah. I like. I don't care. Um, He's used to it the, by now. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting that you can call it meandering. Where I I totally can see where you're coming from, but I just see that I see it as the opposite. It's like laser focused in that you want just letting you sit and roommate like Tom Cruise's character is about what is going on in this guy's head, what he thinks is he's going to do next. Yeah, but um, I don't want to be in his head. Yeah, yeah, he's a pretty a fair person. To be fair, like I don't, I don't want to be there. We we definitely Got know what's it. in his head. We see the fantasy a billion times. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what that's the driving force. That's why I he's know making it's a driving all these stupid force, decisions. And it's stupid because that's not an excuse for his actions. Uh, no one's. I I'm not excusing him for his actions. Oh, I know. I'm just hate this character so much. <laughs> <laughs> John. I uh, got to see Nicole Kidman naked. 10 out of 10. God damn it, That's John. That's not hard to do, to be, to be Watch honest. Watch the rest of Black Swan. Just he gets naked all the time. Just kidding. N- I'm, I'm somewhere between Ben and Zach on this. Because I <laughs> so think... What, do, do, do I not count just at all? <laughs> no, just because, no, just because Ben... Well, no. I guess, no, I guess Ben was a little bit... No... I know that. I guess you both are at the opposite end. Yeah, so I'm I'm somewhere Figures between. Just put the ben woman at the low end of the spectrum of this movie. It. Whatever. <laughs> no, that's not what I said. So wait, hold on. I want to speak to that for a second. I think it's interesting that I think it's because you're in his head is why you get the female perspective. Everyone that he interacts with, besides Nicole Kidman, is like is is so slight and not very respected. And, but I also think it's really interesting that when Nicole Kidman is on screen, like she is definitely the driving force of the movie every time she's there. And I think that goes a long way to selling and understanding the relationship. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. Or every time she's on, I think Nicole Kidman's incredible in this movie. And yeah. Is that what Sorry. people are stoned really act like? Yeah, I was I, thinking like that. It was really was manic. Weird. Just like, like laugh, <laughs> inhale, hold on, laugh. And it's just like Tom just... Cruise's high eyes are mesmerizing to me for some reason. I don't. I, every single time I watch the movie, his performance high is and so I, interesting to me. And what's interesting is like, to, to me at least, was like I feel like this was before Tom Cruise was worried about. I guess you're in studios. Somebody's worried about making Tom Cruise appear short in movies. Uh, Tom Cruise was afraid of that. Yeah, well, not in this, <laughs> not in this movie, because he, you know, he's standing next to a lot of people, and he is much shorter. Well, I mean, than you they can are, only do so much without stilts. Oh. <laughs> okay, John, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> like I think, towards the end, is I really appreciate. I think kind of the 
the ending of the movie in terms of a couple who's kind of at odds with each other um figuring out that really they just need to be intentionally honest with each other and communicate and through that they can they can continue to withstand well the honesty is what drives tom cruise to what he yeah they should have listened to the hungarian man who said that lying was the most integral part of a marriage (laughs) (laughs) well i think but it needs to be reciprocal right so like i think but tom cruise Cruise wasn't doing anything nefarious until he and i'm not defending like the no, has I, I this moment of, of honesty with him, and it almost breaks him. But I, but I think in terms of having a response or verb, being able to verbalize like how you're feeling in that moment and have an honest conversation about that, like that, I what see. happens is Nicole Kidman instead of has him that going moment. off and doing that, he should stop exactly. and try. He should instead figure of it out internalizing with her. it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but then we don't get to so see all I, the boobs. <laughs> I mean. Whatever, I can deal with that. Um, like, that's that's actually a really cool, positive message. A great... In terms of, like, having a theme about fidelity and faithfulness, especially in... I mean, it's society. an amazing... Like, ro- it's an amazing romance movie just taken to the extreme. Like, it's the horrific ends of what this could happen with this. But, like, the way you said, it's, it's, it's analyzing how couples interact with each other. Analyzing. And... Um, it's, it's really, really well done. I think I agree with you there, John. Well, and I, and I liked the aspect that, um, like when he sees the mask, he like breaks down and he has that guilt. I like there, there there's some extremely compelling parts in this movie, but I think, and to comment on Ben's point and Lauren's point, I actually didn't feel like this movie was that long. Now, granted, I did watch it in installments as well because sleep is something that comes to me unexpectedly at times. Not, <laughs> not because not because of this movie, just natu- my own kind of biology. Um, but I was I was pretty compelled at every turn, except for maybe the very beginning, until at the very end I got to the conversation with him and Ziegler, and I realized, wait, is this movie almost over? Like. I don't know. I was expecting a bigger climax with the repercussions from uh, invading, if you will, the the sexual ritual. See, and cult I had I event. had the exact response. And because many, I had the exact opposite response many times. This movie isn't almost over. Like, yeah. Just... Well, well, and the fact that there was no kind of real repercussions or like fleshing out of that plot point. Granted, now I kind of see that it was cursory and it, it isn't necessarily part of uh, the main conflict. It that that just I don't know that just threw I mean, me he off. He didn't mean to and be so, punished. He did nothing wrong. The movie. Well, the, he is definitely punished in this movie no. in the in his relationship. I mean, he goes out. I'm, the movie like, ends he with almost sleeps with someone. Sex and like she. Yeah, le- sex or, solves a lot of problems. Yeah, he goes like, let's see, the people around him. One woman gets AIDS. He's fine. One woman dies. He's fine. One woman gets taken into like well, sex the, slavery by her dad. Woman, he's fine. Uh, and the woman who dies like tried to warn him multiple times before doing that. Yeah. God. Yeah, but she 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 OD'd. Like I buy the story. I don't about buy her. it don't... at all. Yeah, that's 
too big a coincidence. And the fact that they put the mask in his home kind of thing, like, these people no, are no, clearly I, fucking I, with Oh, him. that's interesting. We, let's talk about that. I just think Nicole Kidman found it and wanted to talk about then it. Then they would have talked about pillow? it. <laughs> no, but they did. Well, we they just, did talk We didn't need this. to see it. We just spent two hours and 30 minutes watching. That's a huge assumption. You're giving yeah, a lot I'd of credit to this like, garbage yeah, fest. I'd, I'd have put it like on oh my the God. counter they, or something. They totally talk about it. Pillow. They didn't talk about the mask. Yes, they did. Yeah, I, it's, it's implied. He said, I'll tell you everything. Yeah. They He'll cut, tell yeah. everything about the night And then they cut to her being devastated. But that doesn't mean she She knows everything that happened. I think she found the mask. I okay. You're saying that's the jump. I think she found the mask. You think the people did it too? I think I've never I heard don't that interpretation. Care. That's interesting. <laughs> like, like my the only <laughs> let me let me be clear is that I get to fantasize based on Nicole Kidman's way she says forever and how she hates that word. That after this movie, when she gets him naked for all the sex time, she just stabs him to death. Because <laughs> God, I hate oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> this movie could go toe to toe i feel like with any movie for uh best opening shot and best last line of a movie i would say worst opening shot worst last line <laughs> like i le- i legitimately recorded the last two minutes of this movie and sent it to my friend jen just so she could hate it as much as i did <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, watching that last scene completely devoid of context oh no she had plenty of context i was texting her through the majority of this movie (laughs) and you don't miss anything because you're just yeah half of my texts were oh god this person's naked again (laughs) there's so much more going on in this movie though there's not (laughs) i just i agree with zach congrats i don't One thing I thought was weird when he's walking around the orgy and a lot of like the nudity is kind of cut. Like you see, you see a lot of naked people, but in their acts, you see like oh, you see there's a person. Plenty of women a, frontal. Well, yeah, but like when they're actually doing the do. Oh, I thought you said like, their ass, not their acts. <laughs> no, 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 acts. Like, uh, yeah, but anyway, so, so they're yeah, sexual so apparently... acts. But yeah, so hold on. So it's apparent. Yeah, they added. They, they added people into the movie, like they put people in, like, I don't Watching. know if it's CG or, like, green screen or something, to cover it up. But because, I, because the version that like, I watched does not have those people yeah, in it anymore. Yeah, but it's like when I, it, but because those people looked so out of place, like, mm-hmm. like it, it just, they didn't, they didn't look like they were really there. So it's, I, it's I, really I, I obvious. It and I was like, oh, yeah. I believe the DVD version had the the people blocking like they inserted two people with cloaks standing next to each other that you could it, it's it's you can clearly tell the difference between that if you've seen that version and the, the version that now exists on home video there it, it's the, those people are definitely taken out i don't know maybe the streaming version still has it in i don't know that's that that'd be interesting yeah i like how reading up on it uh the original theatrical cut was called by like producers or people who worked on the film the Austin Powers cut because the first Austin Powers oh, was yeah. were, like the silhouettes. doing that intentionally. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I find it really interesting that also that all of the sex in this movie, Nicole Kidman, the 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 sex scenes with his wife are the only things that are moderately sexy in this movie. I would say. Like, all of the sex and nudity that happens outside that is just completely sterile and not, like, 
I don't. I think it's. It, I don't know how anyone would be aroused well, by yeah, it. There's and this I, because she doesn't wash her hands after she pees. <laughs> Urine is sterile. We still wash our hands, guys. I I think uh, that that's an that's an interesting element of the movie that especially because it's from his perspective uh, uh, of Cruz's perspective that he doesn't see any of this. He's he's thinking about exploring this new sexual side of him, but none of it is sexy at all. Like it just seems completely bleh. And it's also. Did you get the vibe that everybody wanted to sleep with Tom Cruise yes, in this movie? Yes, because everyone I guess comes could... on to him. Yes. So is that? Do you I think mean, that's just I his like perspective, kind of or? Yeah, I mean, I think it's clearly yeah, intentional, but I just didn't know what your interpretation was. That. Fault because women always come on to him. <laughs> I mean, in the movie's defense, I really want to sleep with Tom Cruise, so it's not that hard to imagine. <laughs> don't, don't get involved. The cult will get you. <laughs> Well, that's a, that's an interesting comment, though, Zach. In terms of how much of this is from an unreliable <laughs> from an unreliable narrator's perspective, because the movie is based, it's adapted from the short story. Uh, I I forget what the French is, but the but the English translation is dream story, right? And so, and there's a lot of conversation around. Well, th- this entire night, this entire excursion was brought on by his own wife's fantasy not a real act but the fantasy right mm-hmm. and so he tries to take it beyond fantasy though i guess unless he's fantasizing about all these things he could have done as he's just walking around the city but well like I, yeah and that's where well i don't want to spoil anything but what that like that's where i got a little bit of an american psycho kind of vibe from it so mm-hmm. okay interesting um, uh, forgot what I was gonna say. Spoilers for American Psycho. By yeah, the way. I haven't seen it. The the um the filmmaking though here, I think even if you're not on board with the plot or the characters, I mean every shot in this movie is like perfect. I I don't oh. know. I get so much out of it from filmmaking side of things. I really well. I really like the soundtrack. I really like the scoring mm, that Kubrick yeah. did with it. The repeating piano notes added a lot of uh, ominousness to it, and a lot of forebode, foreboding, foreboding. 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 There you go. For- I mean, I guess boating. I like the strong blue light he used every once in a while. That was pretty. <laughs> yeah, the, it, it was interesting how the well the blue light was. It kind of she's like she steps. She almost steps into it when they start ar- their argument, and it it really does like cast it's telling a story itself that blue light um in their household like when he comes back and the you know uh nicole kidman's with doing math with her daughter like it's everything's warm and bright in there because they have this child that is making this is the positive thing in their relationship right now but by like halfway through the movie every time they're nicole kidman's in that blue light and i guess when she he comes home from the uh uh from the night everything's that deep blue has invaded their entire bedroom and it's just i don't i never kind of picked up on that before but i thought that was some real interesting filmmaking going on there describing their signaling where their relationship is yeah i didn't give it that much Um, credit 
Also, the cult yeah. definitely abducted the little girl in the last scene. Because who knows where she went. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. She was looking for toys. Yeah. And that's where kids get abducted. <laughs> I I've, I don't think I ever bought into the cult as hard as you are bended. Anytime well, I'm I've just trying to give that's... something to this movie for me to latch on to. Because that was the only interesting part about the latter half of the movie. It was this whole conspiracy that I wished yeah. would have gotten a little more, like, satirical or something. Resolved no, I wanted it or... to be more outlandish. If the whole movie had been that, then I would have enjoyed it far more. <laughs> Just, like, really build up the paranoia, but make it way more humorous. Yeah. I was over it by that time. Well, and, but that's, like, and that's the part where I agree with Lord. Like, once it got to the cult, once it got to the cult, I thought, okay, now we're, we're getting to, like, some of the most extreme consequences of, like, Tom Cruise's actions, and now we're gonna get some windfall from that, and now they're gonna be such a prominent player in his story and that kind of thing, and he's gonna be filled with regret, etc., etc., and then he gets called into Ziegler's house, and then the movie's, like, almost done, and I was like, what? Like, I guess, I don't know, the build-up to that, to that scene and to that climax, kind of, if you will, and then they pip excuse me, the payoff from that, it, it didn't, it, it kind of fell flat for me. Granted, again, that's not really what this movie was going for. It wasn't about the cult necessarily, but, um, but yeah, that's just what it felt like. It felt kind of unevenly paced or kind of mis misleading or misdirecting in a way that wasn't good. I was just going to say another thing that made me hate Tom Cruise was just how much he threw around his money. <laughs> I know he spent so much money. <laughs> How does he have that much cash? Exactly. Nineteen nineties <laughs> doctors, man. Like I kind of at the beginning when I think no, I think I'm mixing two things now. I think I'm thinking of a scene in Russian Doll. Never mind. <laughs> it's like how does he not get mugged in this movie? So much cash. Yeah, the, one of the real interesting the the scene where he runs into those broy dudes. And mm-hmm. Yeah, like, what was what was the point of that? So I don't know. I guess it was so, just supposed to be wounding his like sexual. It's just another, you know, he's being called gay after being completely emasculated by his wife. I think it's just supposed to be kind of just another thing to take him down. Yeah, a notch but they just gave him, him credit that now a hundred. Well, not a hundred percent because there's um, non-binary. But it's like two different genders want to get with him. That should be ego boosting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Alan Cumming definitely wants to have sex with him too, <laughs> in the as the, the hotel yeah. guy. He's weirdly like James Cameron in that he likes to make movies for everybody. Like it's not like they're broad movies. I feel like all of his movies are, even though they're hyper specific at times with his filmmaking choices and style i would argue that this film is definitely not for everybody but anybody could relate to this i feel like but I'm, i mean i don't um not not sure not sure about that either the scene uh that scene also just made me think of that scene from family guy Is that staying in the podcast? No. No, it's not. Thank you. Thank you, you, Zach. 
I get the vibe Ben and Lauren are done talking about this movie. And I mean, so, I just I really don't have anything. No, else you to don't. Say, no, I'm you just know? saying you don't have anything. Else. That's what I'm implying. Um, John, do you have anything last you want to share that, or anybody else before we wrap this thing up? Then not really. Okay. No one would recommend seeing this movie besides me. Uh, I would give it a, a soft recommendation. This might get a 2.5 out of 5 or a 3. I'm As, Team Stephen what King. Is it? Down with Kubrick. <laughs> <laughs> Down with Kubrick. Does anybody like Kubrick. any of Kubrick's stuff? Not here? really. The Shining's great. I think I enjoyed Strange I've only seen Love, The Shining. But it's been a while. Mm. Yeah, I'm in that same boat with Strange Love, too. It's been. I mean, I saw it in, like, high school. Like, The Shining uh, was fine, but I'm the one person who doesn't think that movie's great. But I just love the book more. Um, I couldn't watch all of Clockwork Orange, but that was more of, like, the... It was when the time when, like, you know, DVDs, you'd rent them and they'd be so scratched that you could not watch a movie. That was an instance with the Clockwork Orange, but I I wasn't at that (laughs) point in the movie. It wasn't like, I need to finish this. I was like, I'm okay with stopping now. (laughs) So, yeah, I never went back to watch it. I will still. I, I will say one of my favorite lines in any movie ever is uh, in um, Strange Love. The gentleman, this is the war room. There's no fighting here. I that gets me every time. But um, nobody here seen two thousand one. No. No, I haven't seen it since probably junior high. Mm-hmm. I mean, I liked it, but I again. Amy did not like that movie um we watched that i took her i wouldn't let her watch it at home so she could not look at her phone the whole time (laughs) and so they they finally played it at the draft house and i can get her to see anything at the draft house because she can order alcohol while she watches (laughs) the movie (laughs) so um but the, the alcohol would not even uh when there, when it broke to intermission, she was like, "There's more of this there fucking." Were, they movie. do intermissions <laughs> in movies. <laughs> if the two thousand one has one. Two thousand one has an intermission. That's crazy. And it was, it, they played oh. it like the original version. I feel of. like it would have. This one would have had an intermission. The only too. movie that ever had an intermission for me was Titanic, because of the two VHS tapes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're at home. Yes. Hateful, Hateful Eight had an intermission when I saw it. Which one? Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. Yeah, that was the Roadshow version had intermission. Yeah, I saw that. Endgame's gonna have an intermission. They're talking about it. It already did. It was part one and part two. Yeah. (laughs) It was a long intermission. Year long. Yeah. I bet they don't do an intermission if you ask me, but we'll see. So that's gonna do it for Eyes Wide Shut. It's a masterpiece. Go watch it. Um and uh next week. We are jumping back into new releases with um, the Lego Movie 2, the second part. I reviewed it for the site and gave it a glowing review. Um, I know Ben is in my camp on that one as well. Have you guys still not seen that yet? No. If you want to listen to that episode, we will be spoiling both movies and the Lego uh, Movie series i guess it's is it a series yet you need to have more than two to be a series but there's um, like four well no but are they are those other i mean hey man batman batman technically is because it's the same batman he you know like he's yeah but the bat lego batman movie doesn't seem to take place in the same universe well there's multiple universes we can we can can discuss that next week too but 
the Lego Batman movie is also a dog shit movie. So um. you, you take that back. Yeah, I wasn't a fan <laughs> of it. I liked it. I liked it so much. The only thing I really enjoyed was the Joker and how much he loved Batman. Zach Galifianakis. Oh. So go watch those movies and then come back next week and listen to our review of part two. Till then, I'm Zach Goldenberg. You can find me wherever you can find at Zach Goldenberg. And you can find all of us at middleofroad.com, where I busted out three reviews in 20 hours. Woot woot! Uh, so there's a review for this. You, I have a review for High Flying Bird, which is Steven Soderbergh's new movie on Netflix, which you should watch. That was shot with an iPhone, right? Correct. Is he just doing that for all of his movies now? <laughs> uh, he's He'll probably do it for a little bit, and then he'll switch it up again. Uh, and then also, I reviewed... Um, Alita, Alita Battle, Battle Angel, Angel. Which, which I got to see a little early, which comes out, will be out by the time you hear this podcast. But um, yeah, he, uh, go see that movie too. Uh, who wants to, Ben, you want to review that movie on a mini episode when you see it on Tuesday? Sure. Okay, we might do that. Okay. Uh, yeah, middleofrow.com. Find us on Spotify if you want to listen to your podcast there. Do we pitch Spotify yet on this thing? I don't think so. We're on Spotify. Woo! <laughs> Everyone is on Spotify now. Uh, yeah, I okay. still buy albums. Just... Well, I am Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at the Grigsby Bear, and you can follow all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. I'm Jonathan Rahul. You can follow me on Twitter at another Rahul J. You can also follow us on Twitter when you'll get updates on when we post uh, reviews on the website, such as one of Zach's many reviews that he just plugged, or when we post podcast episodes. And that's at middle of row, hashtag Notha. And I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees, and you can find us on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com. Thanks for listening. Go watch the Lego Movie 2, the second part. And remember... The best seats are in the middle of the row.